Welcome to the first edition of Let's Celebrate. This is going to be a weekly movie review podcast. Each episode, we take a look at a movie that was released during this week in history. We're starting with mostly movies released in 1998. We hope that you enjoy our show, and we encourage you to participate in discussion. Email us. uh, Send us some messages on Twitter, on Facebook, anywhere you can. Please join us. uh, Watch these movies with us. Have some fun. So now that's out of the way, let's talk a little bit about what we're actually doing. Uh, how we've been? My name is Ryan Renchusa, by the way, and I have my partner here. My name's Steve Sanders. Yeah, names are good. We should probably know who each other are. Yes, I forget who I am a lot, so that's good that I have that out there. That's I'm why, Ryan. Yeah, and I have a name tag. No, I'm Ryan. You're Ryan. My name okay, tag so says you're that. Ryan. I'm I'm Steve. Okay, we got that out of the way. Mm-hmm. But we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while. We had a few ideas. And then um, it's the 20th anniversary of a lot of these movies we're going to talk about. It's also the 20th anniversary of when I started dating my uh, wife now, my future wife at the time. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And we went to see a lot of movies that first year. And I was just remembering how bad they were. My first date with my girlfriend was the Christian Slater, Ed Asner, Morgan Freeman action movie, Hard Rain, which I'm still surprised I got a second date. So, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, 98 was the first year that my wife and I started dating as well. And our first movie that we watched, and I have to, I have to look this up real quick, I think was Ghost Ship. No, <laughs> that's not right. That was later on. That was something else. I can't remember what our first one was. It was bad, though. We yes. walked out in the middle of it. I remember that. I could see that. I can't remember what it was, though. I'm sure it's on our list. Yes, I'm sure we will get to it sooner than later. But this is also right after Titanic came out. Titanic oh. came out in, I think it was this 19th of December, 1997. And it just was broke all these records about the most consecutive weeks as the number one movie in America. And I'm not taking anything from Titanic. It was a very... Great movie, uh, very well made, very well acted. It's a wonderful, wonderful classic film. It will go down in history as one of the better films. But also, it had no competition no. until summer, almost. I mean, 2000. Yeah. No, 90, 99 was a great yeah, it was movie. Good. I can't wait to good. 99 when we get there because we got some good movies. But they had no competition at all in these months because now they'll put movies out like in a few weeks Black Panther's coming out that's mm-hmm. going to be really big mm-hmm. in 1998 the first four months of the year were just dumping grounds oh this isn't good enough for our summertime it isn't good enough for our holiday t- holiday time it's not good enough for our Oscar push so we'll just yeah. release this now and there's such bad movies some of the movies that Titanic beat was Hard Rain, was the movie we're talking about today, Deep Rising, uh-huh. U.S. Marshals, the sequel to The Fugitive that just starred um, Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley Snipes. It finally lost to Lost in Space, but Man in the Iron Mask, all these really bad movies. And again, this is when I was dating my wife. We would go to the movies and we'd look at what was there. We're like, all right, let's just go see Titanic again. And that answers a lot of it. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to go through every week. We're going to see some movie that came out that time 20 years ago. There's a lot of bad movies, but we're going to watch some good ones too. Because if we just did bad movies, I don't know who would go insane first. Um, There's no question we would both be in a straitjacket by the end of the uh, end of the month. Yeah, because uh, just the schedule coming up oh. for us that we've seen is... Murderer's Row of some bad movies (laughs) we're going to be talking about. But we are starting out with today, we're going to be talking about Deep Rising. Yeah. Um, One of the great things I love about this particular uh, thing that we can do with podcasting is we we can share this this experience with people all over the place. So, I mean, I know we have people in Canada that are going to listen, here in the States, here around where we live. And so I encourage, like Ryan said, all of you, watch these movies with us. Reminisce how bad 98 really was yes. with us. Don't make us do this alone. <laughs> so please, please watch these and participate with us. And we are sorry for some of the movies that oh, yeah. we are going to be watching. Yeah, we, I apologize. But just know that we've watched <clears throat> it as well, maybe more than once. So you're not alone. But it's always fun to watch mm-hmm. bad movies together. Yeah, it is. 
and and if you for if you force yourself to watch them for a reason like we're doing, it makes it even more fun. And if you're participating with us, it's going to make it more fun for us and more fun for you. And we won't feel quite as 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 much like um, Clockwork Orange having our eyes held open watching these things. That's how I had to watch uh, Deep Rising. You didn't though. make it through the whole movie. That's because I ran out well, of time. Yeah. There, there was some issues with uh, my internet going out, so I had to do it in between my classes. True. My students came in was, and were wondering what I was watching because Famke Jensen just got into her white t-shirt and was running around. No, nothing wrong with that. Battling a giant squid <clears throat> tentacle. So they thought I just lost my mind. And I'm always telling them to watch good movies because my class is kind of a film class. So they really were kind of curious what I was doing. Yeah. So let's go ahead and delve into this one, um, shall we? Deep Rising, it, it came out in 98, um, <clears throat> directed by um, oh, uh, Stephen Summers. Summers, who later on did The Mummy, and we'll talk a little bit about how I saw some stuff from this movie playing into that. Um, made It was fantastic at the box office. $11.2 <laughs> million dollars made. On a budget of yeah. $45 million. So that's a great return on investment. Yes. Um, I probably could have made about that much on this movie. Mm-hmm. Where did the forty-five million dollars go? I think it all went, and I, I think it all went in the scene, and we'll get to in a few minutes about uh, the scene where the, the monster actually hits the ship. Oh, okay. All I the thought... stunts from that uh-huh. probably cost forty-five million. I thought you were going with the toilet death. I, th- I think that's, that's where a lot of that's, the money. That went. was the blood budget right there. <laughs> yes. Um. But other than that, it was the 120th grossing film of the year. So it did really well. <laughs> that tells you how bad this, this year is going to be. And we're going to go through it all. Yes, but the sad thing is this year is really bad, and this still could only get to 120. <laughs> 120 yeah, yeah. So, so. That, that that shows where this was at the time. Yeah, so we jump right in. This movie, first of all, anytime you can have a movie with Treat Williams – piloting a world war ii era patrol boat why not yes. why not right and they were trying so hard to make treat williams like a han solo character it didn't work it just didn't work like i like treat williams mm-hmm. i loved him and ever would this was not the no. role for him no which goes you know steven summers <clears throat> did do the mummy movies later and i was thinking when i was watching this if that was cast bad I don't think the mummy would have been as interesting. You know, Brandon Brendan Fraser was a perfect um, actor for that role, and I think that's where yeah. we started a problem. That Treat Williams really wasn't <clears throat> the best, most ideal person to do with this one. No, certainly not. Certainly not. But all in all, I think as bad as the movie was, I got through it the first time. I watched it. I watched it a second time the next day, which your reaction when I told you that. Yes, let's delve into this. (laughs) So did you just not get the nuances of Deep Rising that first time, so you had to make sure that you got all the symbolism? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was was sick. I I, I was sick last week. I stayed home from work one day, um, and I'd watched it the night before, and I thought, you know what sounds good today? (laughs) I need to watch Deep Rising again. At which point, I might add, somebody at Amazon who saw I rented the movie the night before and then had watched it twice... Amazon servers lit up. Yeah. They're like, who is this? This is the first time this has been rented in 15 years. I got three phone calls that day <laughs> from Amazon. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. Are you okay, sir? Yeah, just a wellness check yeah, from Amazon. Yeah, they were wellness checks, and the police checked on the door. <laughs> um, but this is a movie that I made a comment to you earlier. I, I have, as I watched it the first time, I had memories of bits and pieces of this movie. I have no recollection of seeing it before. Yeah. I was the same way because I worked at a video store at this time. So if I didn't see them in the theater, I got free rentals. So I would watch anything, mm-hmm. you know, when it came to the video store. And the only thing I remembered was the jet ski scene. That was like the only part of this I remembered. So right. It was like watching it for the first time. Yeah. So early in the movie, uh, the whole premise here. I'll, why don't I read the tagline off for you? From from this is from this is from IMDb. Uh, a group of heavily armed hijackers board a luxury ocean liner in the South Pacific Ocean to loot it, only to do battle with a series of large-sized, tentacle, man-eating sea creatures who have taken over the ship first. Now, my question is, 
Was it a series of multiple different creatures? I, I, I thought it was all just one. Yeah, wasn't it just one with his tentacles? With just lots of tentacles that yeah. could eat people and feed it back to the, the the big brain part. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so maybe the maybe the plot summary on IMDb is wrong. They don't care either. They, they just said, screw it, I don't care. <laughs> They're like, no one's going to watch this. No one's going to do a podcast in 20 years and talk about this movie, so we're fine. Exactly. Um IMDb servers are lighting up right now, too, since I'm on IMDb's yeah. site looking well, at that. I am, too, so there's... Oh, there's two, uh, actually. There's, there's two. two people. Oh, great. Because I wonder... Um, I couldn't remember who it was, but yes, they, according to IMDb, so take it with a grain of salt, they said that Harrison Ford was originally pitched no. in this movie. No. And then he said no, so the budget went down, like, a lot. <laughs> they pitched Harrison Ford in this movie? Yeah, and he wow. probably read He's like... No, I'm good. I'm going to go make you know Air Force One. You know who should have done this movie? We talked about this earlier. Sean Connery. Yes, Sean Connery should have been. Sean Connery. He would have been great. Sean Connery should have been Treat Williams. Mm-hmm. So, early in the movie, Treat Williams, they're on the boat, and 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 they're on their little patrol boat, and they've got these hijackers with them. Or the, they don't know who they are at the, at the early part yeah, of the movie. Yeah, because Treat Williams is just pretty much... He's just a guy who doesn't care. He just rented out his right. boat. He doesn't know who these people are. He's I got mean, his own people, but that's it. And one of his taglines, as a matter of fact, is uh, the cash is there. We don't care. We don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they say, and I, I, made, I made note of this, is they said, uh, we're here to make your dreams come true. And I remember thinking when I saw that, I am about 10 minutes into the movie. And my dream right now is to be at the end of the movie. So this is clearly not making my dream come true. Yes. Sitting here 10 minutes in. This boat's not taking me there. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the boat doesn't get... All the way to the end. <laughs> no, it, it does not. Um, but they get they get there. They get they figure out what's going on. Um, our our favorite character, or my favorite character, the whole movie, um, winds up actually being in the mummy later on, and, and I picked that up pretty quick. Um, and that would have been Joey. Yes, he, Joey is just horrible. Yes, he's the most annoying character, and Hands for some down. reason, Treat Williams. You know, it's like his puppy or like his, I don't know what, but like he's very protective of him, even though he's going through the client that paid him a lot of money, all their stuff. And he just looks like a low rate um, Walton Goggins to me, because at the beginning I'm looking like, is that an early Walton Goggins? But no, No. it was just a low rate one. So Yeah, no, no. He, um. Apparently he's typecast because he plays a very similar, yeah, plays, annoyingly bad character in the Mummy. Maybe that, maybe like Tarantino, all of his movies are in the same universe. Yeah. Supposedly, maybe all of Steven Summers' movies are, and that's actually this guy's like grandparent. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with. So that. Benny is this guy's grandparent. Yeah, okay. it, it makes sense. It makes sense. They're both annoying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, seeing him, I thought, I think I bet I know what's going to happen to him in the end. And and it kind of did, and and we'll get to that in a minute. But it kind of did. His his storyline played the way I expected it to. Um, <clears throat> I remember when they do finally get to the boat. Um, the boat stopped in the middle of the ocean. At this point, no one knows why the boat is stopped in the middle of the ocean. Yes, except for it lurched to a stop all of a sudden, and and this is where I was talking about. There was a big lavish party mm-hmm. on the boat. And it's in this big ballroom thing. And when the boat stops, people are thrown everywhere. Yes. Glass is breaking. It's a, everything's happening. This is where I think 90% of the stunt, stunt budget went. <laughs> yes, probably. With ten, The other 10% went to the jet ski scene <laughs> yep. at the end of the movie. So, um, But this is where everything happens. And you made a comment here when we were talking about it earlier about this is where Stephen Summer decides to kill off all the Asians. Yes. Oddly enough. Yeah, it was it was weird because um, the first character that gets killed is um, John's second in command, I would say. Well, yeah, the first of the main characters. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The first she dies after the girl that dies yeah, in on the, the toilet. toilet. Yeah, because yeah. she runs away from the skin, uh, tentacle squid, whatever you want to call it, and she goes <laughs> into the bathroom. She sits on the bathroom. Apparently, she sits on it with the toilet seat up. <clears throat> she must. I don't know. But, and we don't see exactly what happens, but all of a sudden, something must be touching her. Yeah, because she gets up, freaks out, and pulls her down into the toilet. And blood and goes then everywhere. blood flies. Which, it's 
I used to make movies when I was a little <laughs> kid, and I think I had about the same realistic looking blood as this movie did. Yeah, and it looked like somebody just took a jar of it and just like threw it in the room. Yeah, or like just shot it from like an air gun yeah. or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was great, and I made I, I I it made me think. Anytime I'm at sea, and my boat lurches to a stop all of a sudden, the first place I'm running is the toilet. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be. I mean, this is the same like, place in the boat. And I could understand going in there, but why would you open the like? Toilet why did you seat? open the toilet seat? And or sit did down? it just go through it? It like had such a hard thing. We we needed more of the bathroom scene. Yeah, questions are unanswered here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this does, this demands a sequel. Yeah, just about no, a prequel. just for her, just for her. Yeah, a prequel that ends with the bathroom. Maybe, scene. maybe a side story. Follow her. How mm-hmm. did she get here? Hey, we need to develop that character. Netflix needs content. It does. We should develop that character mm-hmm. I, and I, her story mm-hmm. of how does she go? You know, maybe as a child, there were monsters in China, and and the, the safest one, place for her was always in the bathroom with the toilet seat up. With the toilet seat up. Yeah. For some reason, those monsters from China didn't like that. They didn't like that. But yeah, so she is killed, mm-hmm. and then right after that, our first main character, uh, mm-hmm. one of the ones that are on the boat, not the mercenaries that are trying to take over this cruise liner, right. Um, and then she gets killed. So within five minutes, like yeah. the first two people that we see die because a lot of people are already dead. From oh yeah, the they're, boat, they're but dead. The people that we actually see are two Asian women. So I wasn't sure if this was racist, sexist, a little bit of it's both. A combination of two. I, I don't know because there's that whole stereotype that the black person always gets killed first in a horror movie. So he wanted to kind of we broke that up a little bit and instead of one minority he just goes for a second minority instead yeah he 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 goes for the double mm-hmm. yeah and then he kills two of them right in a he row, kills so. two of them right in a row and neither one of them are exactly pretty deaths no um although you don't really see we don't what really happens. see what happens to to her yeah um we just know that she sucked out the front of the patrol boat that that treat mm-hmm. williams is piloting which i thought she'd have a much bigger role you know i really did too because I thought she'd be one of the last ones standing because she was tough and <clears throat> yeah. thought she was going to go out in a blaze of glory. I thought she was going to be like the girl Marine from Aliens. Yes. Yeah. I expected her to go out much later on. Mm-hmm. Like, she, what happens is she's in the, the hole uh, of the front of the patrol boat where a hole is opened up in it. And she's trying to patch it back up. Now, what is she patching it with? I don't I don't really get it. Super glue? I don't know because she's got the, she's got the blowtorch mm-hmm. and the welding torch. And she's going to weld it. But the hole is so big, I don't see. And what's she welding what she, it to? That, that's what I'm saying. She, she's, it looks like she's literally just welding the side, the side of the boat. Of the hole. Yeah, I don't know she what's happening. She just doesn't want it to be ragged because maybe you yeah, cut yourself, cut so. yourself there. It's dangerous. Um, and what happens is something bumps into her, and you think, "Oh my gosh, here it is!" But it turns out to be a body. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's my tease, and I'm going, "Okay, that was that was yeah, that it's was like the director the showing part. us mm-hmm. what's happening." And then she gets sucked out, and I was like, "Oh, oh, she's dead." Well, yeah, okay, damn. so. And this is a good time to ask this question, which I think is the most important question that we have to ask this movie. Uh-oh. Was this movie supposed to be scary? <clears throat> That's a good one. I don't know. It wasn't scary to me. Yeah, because I actually kind of had hope because I don't go into any movie not wanting to like it. I wanted to like this movie. And I remembered, you know, it being cheesy fun. So I'm like, okay, this won't be that bad. And then I saw that it was done by Stephen Summers, who mm-hmm. I really liked the Mummy movies when they were I out. I did too. You know, they were fun. They were stupid. They were, you know, cheesy, but they were fun. So I'm like, okay, maybe this will be it. And it, the humor was never really there. No. So I think it was actually supposed to be a scary movie. And it fails miserably mm. at being scary, tense. Or a movie. Boating. Yeah, or a movie. (laughs) Hey, it was in focus. It was. But, yeah, I mean, like, I would love to know, was that, what is this movie supposed to be? Because it wasn't the, because the mummy wasn't scary, but it was this fun action-adventure romp. Was this supposed to be like that? Well. Because it wasn't that either. It wasn't fun. It wasn't scary. Things just happened. It wasn't scary to me. It's labeled on IMDb as a an action-adventure horror movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So... As soon as I hear horror, I automatically think it's supposed to be scary. Yeah, there's supposed to be parts where you're like, oh, I can't. I can't watch this. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, something's about to happen. Be scary. Yeah. There wasn't even a jump scare. No. Uh, now, you could ask, as I'm as I'm looking through here, you could ask this one reviewer, the, the one reviewer <laughs> the one. on IMDb, <laughs> who thinks this is a fun, intense monster movie. Okay. So it's intense. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's scary or not, but this guy thinks it's intense. Was it intense when you were, like, sick and having fever dreams and everything? No. 
because I was watching it in my like I said in my classroom in between my classes, and it did not scare me at all. Like I no. was just kind of watching it, like yeah, th- like literally, I was like, yep, things are happening. So to me, I guess I have to analyze it down this way. For me, for a movie to be scary, it has to have a couple different ways to do it. Number one, you can jump scare me. I don't like those. They're not as fun for me, but you can yeah. do it. Number two, it has to be a psychological just mess me up in the head. Yes, and I love those. I love those. This movie didn't either one. Mm-hmm. Or you could totally gross me out. Yeah, which it tried to it do. It tried. But... It failed. Yeah, because those bodies, like they had um, the part where the guy, like they cut open one of the tentacles. Yeah, no. And the guy comes the out. The guy fell out, and he and... had... He had, like, his face falling off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the sad thing was, a movie, I think it came out before this, not that much before this, did it better in Python. Yeah. I remember that yeah. when... It, no, Anaconda. It was, it was Anaconda. Anaconda. Yeah, and it spits up John Voight, and he comes back out, and he winks and then dies. Yeah. That was good. This one was just... But did you notice... Stupid. When the guy comes out of the tentacle, and his face is falling off, that reminded me very much of The Mummy. Yeah. The, the facial... Um, the facial special effects reminded me very much of how this guy was was disintegrating. Yeah. But the mummy's coming together. Remember, he had half of his face yeah, there. and very true. So maybe this was just his test for that. Maybe. But I, I will give the makeup people props on that scene. They did. Good job. That was a good... The face was cool. It looked good, especially for 98. You know, yeah. that looked pretty good. But, but it wasn't scary. No, it, was, it wasn't scary at all. And it wasn't gross, really. No. And I think they're going for an aliens type feel Maybe. where they're stuck in these places. They have mercenaries and everything like that. But aliens, I've seen that movie so many times. It's not scary for me anymore, but it's always tense when you watch it. That is a tense film from beginning right. to end. There's this feeling of foreboding in that film. It feels I, like you're on the edge of your seat. This was, I was sitting on all the seat and I was playing on my phone and kind of looking up and like, yeah, okay, the movie's still going on. Yeah, I would look, uh, I mean, I watched the whole thing. And, and twice. You twice, watched I've watched it twice, it twice yeah. Um, In 24 hours. The second time was much scarier because I was doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that would bother me, no. Um, but as I sat there and watched it, I sat there and I went, there's just nothing in this. I, I could sit here and I could go, oh, here's what's about to happen. Oh, oh boy, yep, that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Nothing sat there and went, oh, God, you know? Oh, jeez. Yeah, there's none of that. There, There's no memorable scene. No. I think the closest thing to a memorable scene was the jet ski I scene. think that's all the scene. That's why they made that scene. Yeah, and that's in, and the marketing people knew that, too, because— That's why it's on the cover. All the marketing was about jet skis. Yes, yeah. yeah. And another thing I saw, again, I'm not sure if it's true because I just researched it on the Internet— but apparently this movie was done for a while, oh, and it was this yeah. or Con Air that was going to come out in June of 1997, and they watched them, and they rightly chose Con Air to yeah. come out. Yeah, and at which point, when you first told me that, my first reaction was, I thought that Con Air came out in 97, but if it came out in 98, why is it not on our list? And yeah. you said, oh, well, it's because this was supposed to be... The summer '97 blockbuster. And I was like, "Oh yeah, well, this is the January." Yeah, this is the January dumping movie ground. that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, can we take a minute and talk about the terrorists and how bad they were? They were bad. They were bad. So when they come onto the ship, uh, no, everyone's dead, but there's no bodies anywhere. Yeah, they go into this big ballroom. They burst it open. This is going to be their grand entrance, and everybody's nobody's there. Mm-hmm. And they just stand there like, "Ha ha." Okay, but all of a sudden, there's a sound. <laughs> there's a sound, just a sound. And what do the terrorists do, being the greatest terrorists they are? They unload every ounce of ammunition they can yeah. in every direction and, then and don't hit anything. And then the one guy just keeps doing it because he finds Because he's fun. an idiot. He's like, hee And he shoots more. Yeah. These are the greatest terrorists of all time. Yes. Um... <clears throat> they showed the uh, the spent cartridges falling out of these guns. Uh-huh. And at one point earlier in the movie, I swear they said something to the effect of they can they can hold a thousand rounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the cartridges coming out and I'm going, where are they holding a thousand rounds of these in these guns? Magic. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are the greatest terrorists I've ever seen. Um, so well organized. So well done. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's not even getting to the point. So... They start figuring out that something's going yeah. on in the world. And um, 
Jaman Hansu. He's in this. Yes, he is. One of his early things, I think this might have been before Amistad or just around. So this is one of his first ones. And they burst into this room where the captain and a few other people that are the only ones left. This is great. And he just gets a machete (laughs) right Right into the the head. head. I mean, like right in the head. I'm like, he is got, he has a gun. The dude has to be six foot two, six foot three. He's supposed to be a mercenary. This is a big bad guy. Yeah. And he is taken down by a five foot two sniveling little rich guy that owns the thing. In glasses, I mean. Yes. And it, so Amistad comes out in 97. So this is not a no name actor. Yeah. <laughs> this is a guy no, who was just in Remember, Amistad. this was on the shelf for a while. So he still might have done I it. I guess beforehand. he could have been a no name actor at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd be doing this if he worked with <laughs> Spielberg before. No, you're probably right. But you're right. I actually laughed at that. When that axe hit him in the middle of the head, I was, was like, oh! Or... Well, it was kind of a little, like, fire axe. Okay, see, I only saw it once. I, I didn't <clears throat> Sorry, go the extra you need mile. To, you need so... to go the extra mile and catch the nuances of all of these. Okay, see, I movie. thought it was machete, but it was, okay, it was an axe. Yeah, it, was, okay. it looked like a little fire axe, a little red fire that axe. That makes sense, because they're in, just, like, a room. Okay. Yeah, just buries it right in the middle of his forehead. Again, the terrorists, being as awesome as they are, mm-hmm. don't kill anybody. No, they're like, what do you do that for? They kill, like, two people. Yeah. They do kill, like, two people who are just, like, Star Trek red shirts standing in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. But oh, they, oh, yeah, they, <laughs> they kill those two guys. Yeah. They're but, like, I'm not even doing anything. Yeah. Brr, ah! they just... <laughs> but they miss the sniveling guy who, who having hit the guy with, with the, the axe in the forehead. You think he would have been the first one shot. He's in the door. Yeah. They don't hit him. No. Or his second in command that looks like Bob from Bob's Burgers. Let's talk about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that guy. Uh-huh. First of all, he plays himself off kind of as a ladies' man a couple times earlier in the movie. Yes. How? <laughs> How? It's... I know it was ninety. I know it was 97 when this is filmed. No. He's rocking that mustache. Yeah, oh, he was. And the bowl cut. Yeah, forget the horrible haircut. Oh he God, had. that was, ugh. Um, but there's no way that this man is playing himself off as a ladies' man. A ladies' man. I he's, don't get he's this. He's beating them away with a stick, man. And he's supposed to be this macho guy. He's supposed to be like the security one. He's the one because we've never even we haven't even mentioned Famke Jensen yet. We haven't gotten to her yet. The thief that's on this ship that you know. Somehow she's, becomes she's either a great thief or a bad this. one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Is she great or is she bad? I don't know, but um, I haven't figured that out yet. The captain, Captain Atherton, was his name. Yeah, and he's been in lots of movies. Yeah, he was the South um, African from Lethal Weapon Two. Yeah, I mean that's he was. that's where I know him from at least. Yep, because you know his um, visa is his um, diplomatic immunity has just been revoked. Well, he was in Daredevil too. Daredevil oh, yeah. as well. Not okay. not the Netflix version. No, the he was ben in Affleck the Ben Affleck version. one. Yeah. And it's still better than Deep <laughs> it's Rising. still better than Deep Rising. So maybe this guy's career actually got better after Deep Rising. There you go, yeah. Um, people saw him in this movie and went, wow. He should, he should command be in something else. Yeah. That uh, bowl cut was just And the mustache. Great, yeah, and the mustache. I think it was the two of them together. And how he just had, like, schlubby clothes on. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're you know, making him out to be this suave guy, this action guy. He captures... The thief that's, like, no. a world-renowned thief. And... But then she stole something from him. Yeah. So was she... that on purpose? That he, she was trying to get captured? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was a trap that he felt in. He's like, I'm just going to see where this goes. I think he just wanted to feel up Famke Jensen. Yeah, I, I could see that, too. I don't um, blame him. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, he captures her. And then when you find out that later on the guy that owns the ship oh. spent too much money and he actually hired the really inept... Um, terrorist to take over the ship then like bob from bob's burgers that's just what i'm calling him <laughs> we're just gonna name i'm not bob calling him on. captain atherton no, or he's atherton. bob he's bob he like all of a sudden is the good guy he's like how dare you why'd you do this well it doesn't last very long yeah well it doesn't last long but you know so th- i'm like is he what what are they trying to do with this character so the whole character to me is this guy who's Whose motto is the ship before everything else, but yet he's not the first one to go down with the ship. He's no. not. He's hiding in a closet. Mm-hmm. We see him after after the, the, the monsters hit. I, I actually thought he was with the sniveling bad guy there for a while. Yeah. 
And then it turns out he's not. And you just kind of sit there and you go, what point are you playing in this movie? <laughs> yeah. What part are you really playing in this movie? Other than to remind us of, of Bob. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think he's supposed to be the good ship person. I don't know. But, you know, that, that brings up a good point. There's no good guys in this no. movie. No, There's there aren't. None. I think you're supposed to like, again, you're supposed to like treat Williams <clears throat> as that lovable rogue in the Han Solo kind of, you know. Yeah. You know, if Humphrey Bogart made this movie in the 40s, he would have been great in it. <laughs> You know, that's that kind of role where he's not really a bad guy. He's not really a good guy. He's just, you know, there. But he doesn't pull it off. So he's just kind of an asshole. You know, all I see from him is uh, is the dad from Everwood. Yeah. It, like, like I said, I love Treat Williams. So he's after he reti- after he gets off the island at the end of this movie, he yeah. goes to Everwood. He goes to Everwood. <laughs> Starts Wait. a family. Famke Jansen could have been the mom. Yeah, maybe. She dies. So we She does die, her. so we never see her. Yeah. But yeah, let, so let's talk about her. So she's okay. a thief. Yeah. And she's going into this room to get, what was it, jewels? You know what? She was going in there to get some, yeah, jewels. Yeah. That's what it was. And so then they arrest her and they put her in the well, supply the, yard. Keep in mind that this 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 big luxury liner's on its maiden voyage. Uh-huh. Never go on a maiden voyage of a luxury liner. No, especially, like I said, this is funny that it came out right after Titanic. Right. So the brig is not completed yet. Oh, that's oh yes, yes. So they put her in the, the supply closet. Yeah. yeah, the supply freezer. Not, I guess, not freezer. It's a closet. Yeah. So then the stuff happens with the ship, and she's in this closet while she's eating marmalade or something. <laughs> yeah, and it, the shelves all come over and knock her out. Yep. So then she wakes up and gets out of this supply closet. Nobody's on the ship. And the and first she, place she goes. But I mean, she's just nonchalantly walking around, yeah. just whistling like, yeah. There's nothing weird about a ship full of thousands of people that I haven't run into when and I've gone through seven, eight different rooms. Yeah, no, because there's no way that this kitchen supply closet is close to this really high-tech captain's lounge area. Yes. So she would have had to go through multiple decks to get here. Unless, and we'll get through the elevators in a few minutes. Unless the captain was a snacker, so then maybe he would want the... Maybe it was like a dumbwaiter? Yeah, maybe he'd want it right there. there. Yeah. yeah, he's like... I need my um I need my Pop Tart. And I need my nutter butters. I need yeah. those nutter butters right here. So maybe I don't know. But yeah. This episode of uh Let's Celebrate brought to you by Nutter Butter. Yes. For a really good crispy peanut butter taste, nutter butter. Do we get money for that? No. Damn it. I'll take I'll take free <laughs> nutter butters. Alright, we'll do that too. I don't even like nutter butters. Yeah, so we much. can do that. Alright, so you're right. There's no there's no concept of her danger being in danger she's a worldwide known thief she's on like interpol and everything and i loved how 90s it was when they're like we have this fax and they show the facts (laughs) well i had two questions about that the first question was okay it's the 90s it's a fax Mm -hmm. but the the biggest question that came from that is how did you get a fax how did you get a fax yeah how did you get a fax You're in the middle of the ocean. Satellites. I guess. Satellite facts? I mean, there's sat phones or there's sat facts? I don't know. We should ask ask the Navy. We should. We should should talk to someone that was on a cruise liner 20 years ago and say, did you have faxes and how did it work? Were you – was there a really long phone line that was just underwater? It was was just hanging out the back of the ship. That's actually why the ship stops. It got to the end of the line and kind of – It got to the end of the line and they're like, oh, okay, we can't go any (laughs) further. further, Yeah. so yeah, she's a world-renowned thief, but like her, she has no sense of danger. Yeah, her spider sense is not going off. No. That this ship is come to a standstill. No one's around, and she's just like, I'm gonna go and do what I was doing before. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. I would. And then one of the most infuriating scenes comes along. Oh boy, here it comes. So she <laughs> she's starting to kind of get this feeling that something's going wrong because I think this is after she sees the monster the first time. Because okay. she runs back, and instead of taking the steps... Here we go. She gets in the elevator. Here come the elevators. Why would you get in an elevator in the middle of this? You're trapped in something. And then she gets in the elevator... In a smaller something. Yeah. And then she opens the door, and every other character in the movie shows up. To get in the elevator. And then they get in the <laughs> elevator with her. Why is everybody getting an elevator? There Quick, been, there's a monster. Get in the elevator. Yeah, there should have been one person that would have been like, you know, maybe <clears throat> being in a 
enclosed place we can't get out of dangling mini stories above by one wire isn't the smartest thing. Now, my wife, who got suckered somehow into watching most of this with me the first time, <laughs> uh, happened to see this part as the elevator fell. And as she's watching the elevator fall, numerous decks. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, zooming so yeah. fast that they're like, they're, oh, like, they're, yeah. they're like glued to the side. It's go. There's so many Gs going. Yeah. She watches this and she goes, I think this failed OSHA. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Where are the emergency brakes? I thought that too. Yeah, she wondered that. She said there's supposed to be those things that pop out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're going to hit hard, but it's like two de- two decks down and, and yeah. you don't fall 75 decks. Mm-hmm. But those don't happen. So Well, I mean, it makes sense because the guy was losing money on the ship. So he probably, probably cut, cut a lot corners. of corners. I bet you most of the walkways didn't have railings. Yeah. they probably Star didn't. Wars reference. Yep. Um, no, no place in Star Wars world has a railing. No. Or Lord of the Rings. You know, they're Moria. Moria. Those dwarves did not put in any kind of safety guidelines when you're going down into that pit. I mean, if you're if you're a dwarf, you got to walk across that that bridge. Yeah. Period. I guess that maybe that's like their testing ground or something. Maybe so. Um, but so the elevator hits the bottom after falling so far, and the only thing that happens the doors the door pops open. Yeah, the door the steel doors hit with such a force that they burst yeah. open. And Treat Williams rolls out. Yeah, does a nice little roll. It's a nice roll. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up and literally dusts himself off. No and one's everybody hurt. else is like, oh, you know. Well, that the, sucked. The only thing missing was the birds actually going around their head going tweet, tweet, yeah. tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was kinda like, that sucked. And they dust themselves off and they look around, there's blood on the Now th- this hallway is nicely decorated with blood. Yeah. And all the squishy sounds. I love the sounds because they're like yeah. getting on, like they're stepping on all the skulls and bones and everything. You just hear squish, like crack, yeah. squish, crack. Yeah, I, I noticed that most of the bodies here, they this this goes back to the scary part. They didn't look scary. No. Most of the bodies kind of look like just ballistic gum. Mm-hmm. But I think this was supposed to be scary. I probably was. Because they're supposed to be really quiet. Crunch. Because they didn't want... Do, do we know? Does a squid thing have ears? It has an eyeball. We know that later. Yeah. But does it have ears? Because they're trying to be really quiet. Well, I don't then... know. Because at the one point when it does come out here in this hallway... Um, actually, it's a little bit later on. And Treat Williams is on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't move. And it doesn't come after him. And he's not moving. He's not coming after him. I'm, I'm thinking... Is this a T-Rex? Yeah, I was about to say. It's a T-Rex. So now they're ripping off, uh, now they're ripping Jurassic, off Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. His vision is based on movement. So, yeah. yeah, so they're trying to stay away and like not make any noise. And right. then, of course, <laughs> the one guy steps on one of the skulls and it crashes. And then the squid comes and they have another firefight right. that really isn't exciting or scary no. or anything. It's no. just there. And then they run. Yeah, and they run some more. So eventually they find their way to the machine shop. Mm-hmm. where they have to get the parts. Actually, this is earlier in the movie. They find the way to this machine shop before they get on the elevator. Yeah. Um, where they have to get the parts for the the boat. And I love they have the line, which I think was supposed to be funny, where he's like, did you get the parts? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's like, my, I got parts. My answer, my I think that was supposed to be humor uh-huh. in a similar way to that this was supposed to be a scary movie. So that was supposed to be the comedic relief to a scary movie. And since yeah. neither one happened, yeah. it was just a line. Yeah. Um, but I do I, I do laugh because as I was watching the movie, um, one of them makes a, a reference to the Playboy centerfolds that are on the wall. Mm-hmm. Which was a blatant, you know, oh. ripoff of Die Hard when yeah, he kept doing that. Blatant ripoff rip of Die Hard. However, being a child of the 90s, I went, oh, that's Lisa Matthews. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think every child of the 90s knows that's Lisa Matthews on that centerfold. Yes, because you grew up before the internet, so that, yeah. was, that was what you had to do, right? That's right. We had the, we had, we had, uh, the Playboys under the beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody, from, everybody in my generation knows who that is. So if you know who that is, I'm giving you the thumbs up right now. If you don't, uh, don't Google her from work. <laughs> yeah. Safe or search. with your wife sitting next to you. Yeah. Safe search. Yeah, See, safe my, search that. My, I, I was later. Mine was more <coughs> Ginny McCarthy. That okay. Was... Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but it was just so funny because it was like, okay, that's so blatantly ripping off Die Hard. Mm-hmm. I had, I even, that, that stuck out maybe, at me as soon as I saw it. Maybe it's supposed to be a, you know, nice little tip of the cap to this is the 
you know, I don't know. This is our granddaddy of being trapped somewhere. Of course, I don't remember the terrorists being so inept in um, Die Hard. I think Hans Gruber would have killed all of these terrorists. Oh yeah, himself. And John McClane would have even had the chance. No, I don't so think. Been like, bam! All right. Yeah, these guys are inept. Yeah, he would have um, put an axe in his head too. Um. So they do eventually crash down. They get away from this 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 sea creature thing. Well, most of them do. Yeah. Not all of them. Yeah. Um, and we start to whittle our cast down. Oh, of course, yeah. One Cliff, at a time here and there. I was sad because Cliff Curtis didn't make it that long either. I always liked no. Cliff Curtis and stuff. But... No, didn't make it long at all, really. Once once, once everything started hitting the fan. Yeah. He, some, he somehow thought that because um, he was one of the terrorists. Right. And he he was actually in the machine room. He, he gets he it in the machine room. And he's with another one of his buddies. And the buddies, you know, was one of those that just got scooped up silently by the monster. And they're in this locked room, and he's like, where is he? And then he points the gun at, like, Treat Williams and the dude from The Mummy. What'd you do like, to him? What'd you do to him? It's like, you were right there. Dude, you, you, think... you were three feet away from him. Do you think they're so good that they can silently kill him and get rid of the body in a minute? <laughs> yeah, this isn't The Flash. Yeah. And this isn't The Magicians. Yes, yeah, so um, then he, you know, gets eaten there, so... He's one of the ones he that got his answers. Quite he got his question answered. Yeah, what was it? What was it? Yeah. So yeah, then we start losing the more of the characters one yeah. by one. Um, at, in the machine room, also uh, Famke Jansen changes from her tight skin tight black or, or red dress mm-hmm. into the white tank top. Yes. Which I made the comment. I said this this tank top is white, mm-hmm. and we're in a boat that's taking on water, and I guarantee you. That that tank top never becomes see-through. No. And it never did. No. It was, she was too big of a star by then. She was too big know? of a star by that point. I mean, come on, GoldenEye. And... Yeah. GoldenEye. GoldenEye <laughs> and, yeah. Um, but with this cast, that was... <laughs> that was big... it. That was top of the line. Yeah, she she was the biggest star. Well, before her, Claire Forlani was actually in this movie for like three days. And then I guess Are you she serious? Quit. Yeah. She was originally cast as that role and then didn't get along with I think we got an upgrade. Summers. Yeah. I, I think do. we got an upgrade. Nothing Claire, wrong with Claire Fuller, no, but... She, she's, she's very pretty. She, Famke Jensen, though. Yeah. In, 1998. And I think Famke's a better, more charismatic actress because there is a little bit of chemistry between the two. Not sizzling, jumping off the screen no. chemistry. But decent. She had a nice little career after this. I mean, her her career. This movie. This movie made her career. Yeah, because you know, if it wasn't for this, she wouldn't have gotten X. She would have never gotten X Men. Nope. Never been Jean Grey. And then what did she do other than that? She was in Taken. She wasn't Taken, wasn't she? Yeah. She got Taken once. Yeah, she, she did. Was taken and Taken too. She she was Taken and Taken too. Yeah. But she wasn't Taken and Taken and Taken three. No, she dies in Taken three. I know. So sad. I guess she was kind of Taken and Taken three. Yeah. She was taken to another plane. Yeah. We digressed. Yes, we did. But, <laughs> but there's not much to talk about this no, movie. No, there's not. They get on the um, – because who's left by the time they get on the jet skis? It's There's only – well, by that point, there's only three of them that we know are alive. Because, yeah. Because our friend, our friend Benny. Yeah, Benny. I'm just calling him Benny because that's who he is. So is he – like, we should have looked it up. Is he just friends with Stephen Summers? You know, I don't know. He, he must be because he's got to be in, like, all of his movies, did, isn't he? Did he do anything after being Benny? Because I don't ever remember seeing him again. You know we, what? I we, think we had to look this we up. Have, yeah, we so have a wealth of information at our fingertips where, here. Where, yeah, so Benny's gone. So <clears throat> it's just um, Finnegan. It's yep. Trillian, who's Fomka. And who else? There was well, one... the, the Hanover guy, the main terrorist, yes. is somewhat alive, we think. Yeah. Because he's going a different direction from where Benny left. Mm-hmm. And now, so remember the the main quote unquote bad guy, the rich guy, the cat, the, the the guy who financed the ship. He runs off one way. Mm-hmm. Famka and Treat Williams run off a different direction. Benny and the main terrorist run off together. But then the main terrorist is like, "We've got to throw something to eat," and Benny is stupid. Yes. And he's like, "What are we gonna feed him? I've only got a nutty bar." And I'm thinking he's gonna shoot you. <laughs> he's gonna shoot you. And then he shot him in the leg. Uh huh. So they separate. Um, so at this point we think he's still alive too. Uh, oh my God, he was Igor in Van Helsing. <laughs> so he, he must he, be he's friends gotta with be Summers. friends with him. Yeah. He's gotta be. Um, yes, that was a Steven Summers movie after the mummy. Yeah. I would still say deep rising is better than that. It's 
pushing it, isn't it? Deep Rising did not have the horrible special effects that Van Helsing did. I'm going to grant you that. Because, uh, like I said, that <laughs> they had more real like makeup kind of stuff. So I don't think it's as bad. I'm going to grant you that. He was in Amistad, too. Oh, so, <laughs> That's where him and he was, Demon became friends. Right? He was in Amistad. Uh, uh, he was credited as missionary. Missionary. Oh, I thought he was just going to be skeezy slave trader. Yeah, whatever. Um, actually, step up. Yeah. Um, or step down, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. So anyway, so like the yeah the um, main terrorist West Eddie, yeah. who had a pretty good '90s run because yeah. before this he was in a few Michael Mann movies. Yeah. I remember him as one of the main Native Americans in Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, he was. He in was in Heat. He was like one of the got the crew in Heat. Mm-hmm. And then he was in Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Which you can't go wrong with JCVD movies. Yes, so there, there's a pretty good early 90s kind of thing that just kind of dovetails <laughs> into Deep Rising. But man's yeah. got to eat. Man's got to eat. So does a squid. So, so. we know for a fact that the, at to, as we're getting toward the end of the movie here, we've got our, our, our main four or five still alive. Mm-hmm. We've got Treat Williams. We've got Famke Jansen. We've got Benny. Mm-hmm. Benny! Benny! We've got... Um, by this point, Bob's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, we've well, got... we didn't think he'd make it too long. No, he wasn't going to make it too long. The stash can only save you for so long. Yeah. He did not go full Riker's beard. Yep. Um, we've got... So we got Benny, Treat Williams, Famke. We've got um, our main terrorist bad guy. And we know that even though he's taken off down a quarter and we haven't seen him for a while... We know that the rich financier of the entire boat has got to be alive somehow. Yeah, because you can't kill him off like that. No. For the sniveling, you know, weasel dude, you got to see him get his comeuppance. So these are our five main characters that we have alive as we go toward the climax of this classic cinema piece. <laughs> yes, this masterpiece <laughs> of tension and world building. This should have been on PBS in the 80s during Masterpiece <laughs> Theater, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so they all start to come back together. And where do they come back together? But the jet ski room. Yes. The jet skis. I mean, come on. So, Treat Williams has to go back to the ship with Benny. Because they've got to get it ready. Mm-hmm. At this point, they get back together. This is where Treat's like, I don't have the parts anymore. Because, oh, this is where you missed it. Yeah, this is when I oh. tapped out. So, All right, you're going to sit in the other room now. Um <laughs> So I'm gonna go in the other room with like uh, the <laughs> spoiler headphones. alert. Yeah, the noise canceling headphones because I don't want to know how this is. No, you, I got it. yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get that for you. Um, so here's what happens. So Treat Williams and Benny go back down to their PT boat. Mm-hmm. Um, they find out that Asian chick is gone. Yeah. Now that was Benny's girlfriend. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. forgot that. They really played that up in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but then you're I like, think just to make it look like just to show that skeezy guy can actually have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But she that like that part of it was like from Arrested Development with Anne. Yeah. Every time they do, it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's in this. Okay. Yeah. So they get back down to the boat. Um, Treat Williams says, "Hey, I got nothing, but let's power the boat." Okay. <laughs> so they do. Um, they finally get the boat to turn on, and this boat has autopilot. I don't know if you know this. This boat has like, autopilot. Was it from Airplane? No. Oh, there's think no. Airwolf. <laughs> oh god some giant jan michael vincent um no so he turns on autopilot on his on his nice big crt monitor mm-hmm. um and he where plots he gets a course. his faxes at he plots a course yeah so he's told benny now to arm one of the torpedoes all the torpedoes are armed to but to put one of the torpedoes in the hole of the ship and stick it out the front and he's piloted an autopilot course that's going to take him in a loop around and then crash back into the ocean liner mm-hmm and that's how they're going to kill the big bad squid. And he says, awesome, let's do this. I'm going back on the ship. <laughs> so he goes back into the ship because mm-hmm. Famke Jansen's on the ship somewhere. Yeah, and he has to get find And her. he has to find her. So <clears throat> Is she in the elevator again? No, she has gotten into a fight in the jet ski room oh, okay. with our financier. Mm-hmm. So she runs off. That should have been a really fast fight. You would think so, but he has a flare gun. But she's Xena on the top. I know. She should crush him with her thighs. I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. But he's got a flare gun. Okay. So he shoots one flare and horribly misses. And instead of running out the hole to where her two friends are, mm-hmm. she runs back into the ship. Well, she is the one that did to get on the elevator. 
She is the one who started the elevator scene. Yes. Um, so she runs all the way back to, now we're back full circle. She goes back into the big uh, ballroom thing. Mm-hmm. Well, they paid for that set. They were going to use it. <laughs> it's going to get used again. Um, he follows her. Um, a fight ensues. Some other stuff happens. And he's got the flare gun up to her nose, and he's going to pull the trigger and shoot the flare gun into her face. Okay. But, of course, first he has to monologue. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, just as he's about to do it, the door bursts open, and who's coming in? Treat Williams with his terrorist gun, Mm -hmm. that big thousand-round thing. And he opens fire with that. Why he opens fire with that, with this guy literally touching his girlfriend, because he's got a thing for Famke Yancey. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? Why he opens fire with that from that close, I don't know. But he doesn't hit anything anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, no one hits anything in this movie. No. The squid is a giant thing, and they still can't hit him. No, yeah, it's true. So, they start to run around each other, and this and that and the other thing. Um, then, the the one guy gets out. The financier runs away. Okay. He gets away. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets away, and as he gets away, Famke Anson and Treat Williams are like, okay, cool, time for us to run away too. Well, now comes the big brain squid the whole thing emerges into this room and it grabs treat williams oh no is he gonna make it out wait and see okay it's cliffhanger man yeah um now that came out in 93 we can't do that one ah you're right close um so it grabs him and it picks him up and now this you see the whole thing's head and it's gonna eat him and the mouth is ugly and everything else and famke jansen I don't know. She's standing in the corner doing something, I think. <laughs> no, she's screaming. Uh-huh. Ah, you know. Um, she gets on the elevator. She gets again. on the elevator. Um, Maybe the bathroom. Toilet's not safe. Yeah, toilet is not safe. But the elevator's fine. Um, so it picks him up. It goes to eat him. <clears throat> uh, he sees it has an eye, so he shoots it in the eye. Well, he played Zelda a lot. He did play Zelda a lot. Um, it drops him. They start to run. They get out of the room. They race back. Now, at this point, we find it cuts to financier, mm-hmm. who has somehow escaped out onto the balcony of the ship, and he's running around looking, trying to figure out what to do. How am I going to get out of here? This brings up a second point. There are lifeboats everywhere. Yeah. Why? Why aren't they on the lifeboats? Well, would you really want to be on the lifeboat with this thing? I don't know, because he jumps from this high up mm-hmm. and lands on the patrol boat below him. Yeah. And shatters his leg. Of course. Uh, because, he, you know, this movie really does follow the laws of physics. It followed the laws of physics. Um, he crawls into the boat. Nobody's on the boat now because Benny somehow is gone. Mm-hmm. We don't know where Benny is. Not Benny. The glass is broken out. Mm-hmm. He's probably dead. Um, so, Treat Williams comes running around. They get back to their jet ski. They fire one up. And they're like, he looks at it and he goes, he looks at the hole. And he goes, oh, this is going to be a big jump. We need to get some steam. Oh, no. (laughs) So he fires the jet ski up, turns it around, and Mm -hmm. drives it down the hallway of the ship. He's going to jump it. He's going to jump it. So they floor this thing. They're coming out the jet ski, and they're coming toward it, and the big monster shows up in the doorway. Mm -hmm. Now, the boat below them has taken off now. It's on autopilot, and the guy with the broken leg can't do anything about it. He can't Mm -hmm. control it. He's just, he's done. He's, He's there. Yeah, he's there. So, eventually, the, uh, they, get, they get away from the guy. The boat hits the ship. The ship starts to explode. Okay, of course. It's going to blow everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Treat Williams is flying down the hallway with Famke Jansen on his back on the jet ski. The ball of fire chasing them. And this could not have gotten more cliche. No. They go out the hole just as the fireball comes out from behind them, and they're safe. Of course. But look, there's an island right there. <laughs> I was about to say, did they go all the way on the jet skis? Yeah, to the island. Uh-huh. That's right over there. Okay. And they make it to the island. And they're safe on the island. Um, With no food or water. Or... No, they don't really care about that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're laying on the island, and they're just kind of laughing. Um, you know, they, they survive, blah, blah, blah. They kiss, of course. Of course. And then who shows up? Benny. Benny. Benny made it. Benny made it. 
Wow. Benny comes sailing up on a surfboard. Mm-hmm. Where do you get the surfboard at? The surfboard was on the boat originally. Oh, okay. And when the boat blew up, it just blew it flew the ship surfboard off. Where was he? Uh, so the monster tried to come for him, mm-hmm. and he got away. Oh, okay. I don't know. Whatever. My guess <clears throat> is they're actually dying of like dehydration, and the last thing that Treat Williams thinks of before he dies is his friend Benny actually made it. See, now here's the next part about this. So they have a nice little discussion about Famke Anson and, and, and Treat Williams kissing, and they're like, Benny, shut up. And so Benny finally shuts up. Uh-huh. And then you think, oh, movie's over. And then what happens on the island? A roar of a monster. And it pans out, and the trees are shaking, and there's a big monster on the island, and it cuts to credits. Oh, they thought this was going to have a sequel. There was going to be a sequel to this thing. That's cute. We should do this. We, we should make the sequel? Yeah. No, I'm good. In the backyard. Yeah, in the backyard. Yeah. Um, with toy... Like, Can we get a $45 million budget and only bring back $11 million of it? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think we could do it. I think we could do it. All so right. that's how the movie ends. Spoiler. Yeah. Okay. So we have talked about this movie for an hour. Probably how? more than they thought about it when they're making it. The movie was only an hour and 40 minutes long. Yeah. It felt a lot much a lot longer, longer than that. Especially when you watch it twice. <laughs> yeah. You, you are the really dedicated one in this group. I was like... I got the gist of what's going on. I can talk it was good about enough. this. But here's the thing. So it's been 20 years. Has it stood the test of time? No. No. Did it stand the test of time in 98? From 97 yeah. to 98? Exactly. No. no. It, it did was, not. It was already bad. But, you know, it, I'll give it this. At least it, it didn't tried. have really bad dated special effects and everything like that. They weren't bad no no for a movie of this budget size it wasn't bad because later on you know one of the movies we're going to do is godzilla something tells me those um special effects aren't going to stand the test of time i think we're going to discuss those special effects on that episode but the special effects on this while they don't stand the test of time okay they do fine for what the movie is so maybe i'll change the question a little bit is it any worse in 2018 than it was in 98? That's a good question. Um, in terms of, if you take it in comparison to the movies of 2018, obviously it's significantly worse. Yes. But if you take it in comparison to the movies of its time, no, not really. Yeah. In terms of the special effects and stuff like that, they were fine. Mm-hmm. But then the second question that comes to this is, would kids today go see this movie? I don't think so. Did kids in 97 see it? 98 see it? No, no one saw it. No, made 11 million dollars. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tend to disagree with you a little bit on this in a, in a way. I think that monster movies at its core have have almost made a comeback in the yeah. last year or so. And at its base core, mm-hmm. it's a monster movie. Yeah. But it's a bad one. Yes. And here's the thing. I you know teach high school kids that go see yeah. this. They have they? a they have a nose for which ones are going to be good, which ones are going to be bad, and sometimes as long as it's bloody or something like that, they're fine with it. But it wasn't scary, it wasn't bloody, it wasn't creative, and if so, you watch the trailer, you can see all those things. And I think you know that's why the movie made eight, like eleven million dollars because everybody could see from this that it wasn't going to be that good. So I agree. I don't think there's anything in it that would hook a teen, like an 18-year-old in, you know, 2018. Okay. So what if they what if they made this movie in 2018 right now? I and, think there's and a good movie. And just tossed in tons of blood. Yeah. No, I think there is a good movie in this. Like, if you remade Deep Rising and you got um, some up-and-coming horror director. Who directs that, this today? Um, who directs this today? That's a good question. I don't know. It, that is a good question. It has to be someone that can do action. Well, like, I would say the first person I'd think of is James Wan, but he's way yeah. too big for this. Yeah, too big for this. No this would have to be Blockbuster. Yeah. Know who, know, who would, know who it would be? It'd probably be the guy that made the movie with The Rock, San Andreas, and he's making another oh, one. yeah. Someone like that, or someone like Rob Cohen. Yeah, That I did, like, Triple X. I could see that. It'd be yeah, it would be a Triple like X style budget. Yeah. yeah. Or a Triple X style show, yeah. Um, so I'm looking this up right now. The first weekend of this, it opened not even in second, not in fifth, 
in eighth place. On the weekend it opened, it opened in eighth place. Yes. What did it go against? Titanic was number one. Okay, I got at that. Twenty five million. We'll and go with that. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna see what this looks like in 2018 money because it might be a little different. So this was you know with inflation, Titanic that weekend made fifty million dollars. Great Expectations opened and made eighteen. Goodwill Hunting Ooh. was expanding and Ooh. made sixteen. Okay, there's Spice a Spice World made thirteen. I'll tell as, you what I want. What I really really want. As I want as good as a guy. Um, as good as it gets made twelve million. Another movie that opened that weekend, Desperate Measures. I think that's the Michael Keaton movie. I think that's Keaton. Yeah, made eleven. Then Wag the Dog made nine. And with inflation, this opened in number eight with nine point two million dollars. With inflation, with inflation, yeah. The actual numbers were not good. (laughs) They were. (laughs) It was four point seven. Okay, but think about that for a minute. It made four point seven million in opening uh-huh. weekend. It made eleven point two domestic total. Overall, yeah, so it made most. Of its so money. It made most of its money in opening weekend. Well, yeah, because who would tell After, their friends yeah. to see this? After your first week of seeing it, would you go? Would you? Would you have gone to your friend and gone, dude? You need to see Deep Rising. No, I'd have been like, you need to not see that movie. Yeah, because I love bad movies. I do too. Like if it was something bad, like Deep Blue Sea. I love Deep Blue Sea. Oh, Deep Blue Sea's bad, and I love it. Yeah, and I would tell all my friends to go see Deep Blue Sea. But this, there we go. Rennie Harlan should direct this today. Oh, yeah. He needs another movie. But I, I, you know, take the idea. Really go cheesy with it. Make it funny. Don't try to be serious and do this movie. Like, today, I think it could be, you know, a modest hit. Like, a fun little movie. I'm not tossing this in my summer blockbusters. No, no, it would be, you know, now it'd probably actually be like a good Netflix movie. Yeah. You know, or an Amazon movie or something like sci-fi. that. Sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, it'd be it a good replace Sharknadoes. Movie. Yeah, there you go. Treat Williams hasn't shown up in a Sharknado yet, so. And we are kind of going back in time in the next one. Spoiler. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, I don't, if they made the movie like this today, it would bomb like it did back then. Yeah, it but would. I think there are kernels. Of interesting kind of fun things in this that they could make a good movie out of, but it wasn't this. At its very core, you could make a good movie here. They just didn't. They just did <laughs> not. And and it take it would take it would take a lot of rewriting yeah. and a lot of reshooting to make this a good movie. Yeah, and to be fair, it wasn't one person's problem. No. It was bad direct it was badly directed, it was badly written, it was badly acted. Yeah, it's not like one person saved this movie or brought this movie down. Yeah, it was it was a team effort. Yeah, of just suck. Yeah, yeah. And like it wasn't even it. It's one of the, it's like the worst kind of movie because it wasn't so bad that you're like I love this. No, it was competent, but like I've said, things happened. It yeah. was in focus. It had a beginning, middle, and end. They mostly shot uh, in in the theory of threes. Yeah. And it had a beginning, middle, end, and then it was done. Nothing to it. I mean, it was just... It is the definition of a mediocre movie. I I think the best way to describe this movie is to bring it full circle from what I said at the beginning of this podcast episode. I have recollections of seeing bits and pieces of this, but I have Mm -hmm. no recollection of the movie as a whole before I watched it again. Well, I, I watched it yesterday. I watched about an hour and 20 minutes of it. I remember about two minutes of it, and I couldn't tell you a person's I, name if I did not have the IMDb. I up. took notes, and, and for folks who are out in there in podcast land, we have been constantly on our phones yeah, looking like, at IMDb like, what was that character's name again? Yeah, Because well, none of them made a lasting memory on me. No, none of them did. And I watched it twice. Yeah, that's – I still – I don't know Treat Williams' character's name. No. And I still call the guy Benny because – He's Benny. He's Benny. Yeah, because that was from a good movie. That's from a good but movie. why did he need a ship with torpedoes? They were going to. Did you miss that part? They were no, going but to like, sink why does Treat Williams have the? Ship no, no, that was the the, the 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 terrorists brought the torpedoes. Oh, okay. Because they were part of the plan to sh- to sink the big ship. Yes. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Tells you how much you remember. Yes, exactly. And it, and it was literally twenty seven hours ago. Y- you know what, my friend? We've spent too much time on this movie. Yes. We need to wrap this up. Yes, we do. So that is our first one. We will be be, be back next week to celebrate. This is an- going to be a good another. One. 20th anniversary. This movie oh boy. is literally a career killer. This it, movie is one that, next week's movie is one that we've talked about 
we can't watch independent. We have to be together to yeah, watch Yeah, we're, we're going to watch it together. And ruin your child. Ruin yes. your child's life. <laughs> yes. So um, anybody out there, you might want to call child services because I'm forcing my 11-year-old mm-hmm. who loves – the movie we're doing is Blues Brothers 2000. We're sorry. She loves the original Blues Brothers. She's watched it a lot with me. I'm going to make her watch this just to see her reaction to the travesty that is Blues Brothers 2000. Um, so That'd be good. Wait until next week. Watch Blues Brothers 2000 with us or don't. You know, I don't blame you if you don't. But we will be back about the same time next week talking about the Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi-less Blues Brothers 2000. Thank you very much, folks. And uh, for all of you one or two people listening, keep commenting with us. Keep talking to us. Oh, tell them where they can um, follow us. On Facebook. Um, look up Let's Celebrate on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, I accidentally invited my entire friends list <laughs> to like it, and we got some people to do so. Yes. Um, Twitter is uh, Celebrate Podcast. Is at Celebrate Podcast. At it? Celebrate? It's, I thought Isn't it was Let's Celebrate. Yeah, at Let's Celebrate Podcast. Well, that's, on, that's on Facebook. Oh, okay. Twitter is at, uh, at Celebrate Podcast. Good to know. Or at Celebrate Cast. Okay. At Celebrate Cast. We're going to get this right. Yes. We we'll just set this, this up right. today. So, um, Facebook, it's, uh, it's, uh, just look us up at, um, <clears throat> Let's Celebrate or at Let's Celebrate Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at Celebrate Cast. And you can follow us there. You can comment to us there. Talk to us. Let us know how things are going. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like. If you have a suggestion for a show, Give we'll, it to us. We'll, yeah. We've got a good schedule, but if you have an idea, we'll look at that too. So, for both of us here, talking to all of you out there, maybe one of you out there. Yeah. Hi. How are you doing? How's it going? Thanks for listening, mom. You wanna you wanna hook up after the show? My anyway, mom. my mom. No, not your mom. Oh. That that went a different way when you said hi, mom. Yeah, I was about to say. Do you want me to sell, hook up? Or? I was talking to like the one person in Canada listening. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, I heard, I heard we're big in Manitoba. Are we? I don't know. Whatever. All right. So, where's Manitoba? Canada. Yep. I know that. I, that I, it's way. that way? No. Okay. We'll figure it out later. We'll do a podcast episode on geography one day when we talk about the geography of Canada. Yes. So, um, thank you for listening tonight. We look forward to seeing you throughout the rest of the year. Come along for the ride. And once again, I'm Ryan. I'm Steve. And we'll talk to you later.